At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today. It is finally opening night. Hornets get the regular season started this evening on the road in San Antonio. That'll be a little bit of a later tip-off than normal. Of course, you can watch a game on Valley Sports Southeast and listen to it on the Hornets Radio Network and Sports Radio WFNZ as well. We got a lot to preview on today's edition of the HHC. We got power rankings. We got what the rotation is going to look like moving forward with some of the injuries. And then, of course, we got your game preview. And helping me break this all down is the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. Sam, first off, thank you for joining me. As always, we get to talk a little bit more now, especially with uh, Mr. Farber on the road, since it's uh, no longer a two Sam's edition and I have to step into the fold here. Yes, we kicked him out. First off, thank you for having me. Happy opening night to you. Happy opening night to everybody out there. Sam Farber in San Antonio. Uh, Fun day of the year. It's ready to get rolling and uh, can't wait to start talking basketball for real and kind of get this thing rolling. So uh, let's get to it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Of course, we have to talk about some power rankings. It's one of our favorite topics here on the Hornets Hivecast in case you did not catch it last year. This is where we kind of go through and do a little exercise Where do we think the Hornets belong? Where do we move them based off of those rankings that we personally have? So, Sam, my question to you is, I'm not going to tell you which power rankings we're using. It could be ESPN. It could be NBA.com. could be The Athletic. But you have to peg where the Hornets are in that order, and then we kind of go from there. So, with that said, as we start the season... Where do the Hornets rank in your power rankings? My personal power rankings are always number one, right? Of course. Um, You know how much I love power rankings and rookie ladder and league pass rankings and stuff like that. I will say, I guess projected, maybe nationally, I'll say, you know, maybe an average of those, you know, let's kind of think in where they think they're at 18 to 20, maybe something in that range. You got to give me a number. I'll say, I'll say 18. I'll go on the high side of that. 18. So... 
this is the athletic power rankings. And the athletic, so Zach Harper started the power rankings this year for the athletic, and Zach Harper has the Hornets ranked 24th in the power rankings. Your initial gut reaction. I'm not upset. I'm not, you know, when I see things like that or hear things like that, I think uh, I'm not like, you know, somebody else that regularly comes on this radio program that gets all up in arms and disrespect and things like that. But, you know, I, I think I kind of understand it. You've got a lot of guys, you know, that maybe fly under the radar from a national perspective for this Hornets team this year that I think are capable and going to have the opportunity to take some big strides. So I think it's only natural. I think, you know, if we look back at last year's power rankings, where do you think they had the Cleveland Cavaliers? They were probably in the 20s somewhere. You know, you always have some teams, you know, maybe they had the Knicks last year too. That was a team that was coming off a top four seed the previous season. They probably had them pretty high and then, you know, they didn't finish nearly probably what they were projected to. So I think it's a good starting point for everything, but ultimately it's stuff's going to transpire over the season. It's going to cause teams to go up, to go down. Some will stay the same. So that's what makes it fun. The one thing that I don't like about how the Athletic does their power rankings is they go in these tiers. So, you know, first tier obviously is the title contenders. The second tier is brink of contention. Then they kind of go on from there where they go to the third tier, which is your playoff teams. The tier four is the play-in tournament teams or better. And then you go to tier five, which is those teams trying to make the play-in. And then tier six is the Victor Wembyama watch so that's how they kind of have them ranked this year so the Hornets are ranked 24th which puts them in that fifth tier of trying to make the playing tournament here are the teams that are ahead of Charlotte since you had them ranked at 18 Portland is at 18 the Lakers at 19 20 is where we start tier five which is what the Hornets are in New York Knicks are 20th 21st is the Washington Wizards another southeast division opponent 22nd Detroit Pistons 23rd Sacramento Kings and then the 24th position is held by the Charlotte Hornets so with all that said Sam those are the teams you got ahead of Charlotte who would you put Charlotte ahead of Kings Pistons Wizards Knicks Lakers or Trailblazers we got a lot of options here all right, of those teams that I think the Hornets are better, and now that I've got it kind of written down and I can look at it and visualize it, what my answer is going to be, I think they're a better team than the Kings. I think they're a better team than the Pistons. I think they're a better team than the Wizards. Knicks, we'll see how they kind of bounce back from last year. You know, I just mentioned they had such a big, you know, big year the year before, and they had maybe kind of underachieved last year. You kind of know where they are, maybe somewhere in between. I think if all goes right for the Lakers, they should obviously be a lot better up in the West if LeBron and Anthony Davis and some of those other guys can stay healthy this year. Uh, I don't really know what this current iteration of the Blazers team looks like. They had, you know, Damian Lillard had that injury last year, and they kind of had to. Uh, maybe pull the plug a little bit earlier in the season than they would like to. So of those six, and say the Hornets are probably, I feel I feel comfortable saying they're better than at least four of them too. But I'll always revert back to kind of my go-to answer. This is fun stuff. It doesn't really matter. Stuff's going to happen in the NBA for better or worse. Ultimately, it's where you are at the end of the year. It's not where you are at the start. Well, especially here at the beginning of the season too, where we literally have no idea where any of these teams going to be, like you mentioned. But if I had to just go off of what we've seen from last year, off-season moves, going into this season, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think it's very easily capable and it's it's reasonable to put the Hornets probably around that 20 spot. I mean, you, you take a look at the Wizards. The Wizards didn't really do a whole lot in the off-season. They didn't really get any better. They're really hanging on to Bradley Beal staying healthy for a full 82 games and 
Again, we want everybody to be healthy, but the fact of the problem is here for the Wizards is that he hasn't been healthy for the last two years for a full season. So I can't put the Wizards ahead of the Hornets. I can't put them against ahead of the Pistons. I know a lot of people are expecting Cade Cunningham to take a very big leap moving forward this season. They're a very young team. I do enjoy what they have in Detroit. I do like those pieces that they have. I just don't know if this is the year that they take a collective leap forward. The Kings, I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in how long? I don't know if you can put them above the Hornets right now as well. At least, you know, even though the Hornets have had a little bit of a playoff drought, at least Charlotte's made it to the playing tournament the last two seasons. So at least there's something for Charlotte to hang their hat on. The Lakers, again, we don't know. It's it's the Lakers. We'll probably have a conversation about this two weeks time from now after the Lakers start off the season really good or really poorly. We'll see what happens, but Again, I don't think it's out of the question to put the Hornets around that 20 spot. The Knicks, again, they overachieved the one year, then they probably underachieved last year. So you take the good with the bad, maybe you average that out and you put them around that 20 spot. I don't know, but definitely think that the Hornets got the short end of the stick here in these athletic rankings at 24. So I would definitely put them around 20 in my personal power rankings, if you will. Of course, they're going to be number one, like you said, Sam. But the other thing that I want to touch on really quickly before we head to our next segment is that the Athletic did put together a collective win total for each individual team. John Hollinger's prediction for the Hornets this year, 34-48. and That would put them at 12th in the East based off of his predictions. Again, we've kind of already did that with our season preview where we have the Hornets pegged, and of course we're going to have them a little bit higher average than everybody else. But again, one of those things where the national media just isn't counting on the Hornets this year, and we saw that last year as well. So I guess New Year, same national bias, I guess, I suppose. Yeah, and I think, uh, if I'm correct if I'm wrong, not only last year, but I think the year before, whatever the maybe consensus win projection nationally, I think the Hornets have exceeded it at least the last two years. So why not do it three straight years? Again, you know, as I mentioned, I think a couple points ago, you know, they got a lot of young guys on this team, a lot of guys that are going to have opportunities that, you know, I think they can have in a real position to take some big steps from a developmental standpoint. And like I said, are going to have the opportunity to do so too. So it's understandable and, you know, that maybe from a national perspective, you're not necessarily looking at some of these guys simply because they haven't done it before, you know, but there's no reason it can't happen. So let's make it three straight years and exceeding that win total. And then some, not just a little bit, let's go above and beyond that win total. Hey, Festivus isn't for another two months, but we're going to go ahead and air our grievances a little bit earlier here on the HHC. Of course, we're going to do that all year long, probably with these power rankings. So again, Hornets listed as 24th in the athletics power rankings going into the season. Of course, we expect that to change as well. Coming up here next on the Hornets Hivecast, we're going to talk about what the rotation looks like with some of the injuries involved and what that means for the Hornets moving forward. We'll talk about that next right here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo, Sam Perley on the opening day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. So great to have basketball back for the next six months or so and on over 82-plus games, we hope, here in Buzz City. Of course, LaMelo Ball is listed out for tonight's game in San Antonio as he tries to return from that sprained ankle. So what does that mean for the rest of the rotation? What does that mean for the rest of the team moving forward? Well, head coach Steve Clifford talked about that yesterday before the team got on the plane to San Antonio. Yeah, well, we won't play eight this early in the year, but, you know, I like to play nine, as you know. I get crushed for that. But uh, 
in this situation, we'll we'll end up playing 10 just because when we have Mello and you have Terry, you can play three guys at two spots. It's a big advantage, frankly, because I think sometimes people don't understand. It's not easy to play well playing 12 minutes a night. When you play tennis, what happens? You know, so you don't want to play a lot of minutes where you don't have, say, at least two starters on the floor. If you watch our preseason, that's what you saw. A bunch of guys who were actually pretty good players, and the biggest problem was they were playing without a primary scorer. That's what happens when you have injuries. I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, it's it's different, you know, the guys that you play through when you lose versus guys who are just good players. So we'll play 10, and, you know, in my mind, it's not ideal, but it doesn't mean you can't play well. Sam, we saw 10 players deep a couple of times. I understand different coach, different regime, different strategy, all that gets involved. But we saw 10 players hit the floor a couple of times last year for the Hornets, whether that was out of necessity because of injuries, whether that was because of health and safety protocols and just having to keep players a little bit more fresh. We've seen it done in the past before. I know that's something that head coach Steve Clifford doesn't like to do a whole lot, but again, it's early in the season. I'm not saying that this is an extension of the preseason where you want to see what these players are capable of, but you get a little bit of a favorable matchup in San Antonio against the Spurs team that is, let's call it a rebuild if you want, because they are simply not the Spurs team of old with Tim Duncan and David Robinson. I know that's years and years and years ago, but again, that's just kind of the example here. With that said, what does this do for the Hornets team moving forward? Who could we expect to see in that 10-person rotation here tonight? Well, I think it is a little bit of an extension of the preseason in the sense of you did have a lot of guys miss time in the preseason. I think if if I'm correct, I think it was LaMelo, Gordon, PJ, Kelly, Cody Martin, Dennis, and I think Mason, although Mason, I think, just missed a half of a game, got hurt, and then finished in Philadelphia. But all had a, but a bunch of rotation of guys miss at least one game. So it's understandable that maybe you would go for 10 just because you're still not necessarily at the point where you've had as much on-court chemistry and on-court reps with your line as possible. It seemed like every time you you turned around, it was another guy having to leave a game or another guy was missing. And I understand a lot of it's precautionary, and that's that's important. You don't want guys out there risking injuring games that don't matter. But there is a little bit of a drawback that, unfortunately, you don't get that those reps. So I can understand playing 10 a little bit more because you have a lot of guys that didn't play a whole lot of preseason games. Maybe you want to kind of ease them into it a little bit if it means playing only 12 minutes or 14 minutes or 18 minutes. And once you kind of get everyone really up to speed, get a few games underneath their belt then maybe you bring it back down to nine or maybe when Lamelo comes back you know you adjusted it then so that being said just not an official this is kind of just a best guess estimation for who you could expect maybe in the 10 I think Cliff said the other day you know right now he'd probably be leaning Terry Kelly Gordon PJ Mason in the starting lineup and then after that my first thoughts probably be Cody Martin Jalen Nick Richards Dennis and then maybe the 10th Depending on how you want to go big, go small, I think you could, you know, go JT. I think you could go James Booknight. You know, maybe Mark Williams. Although, and I'm not sure necessarily if that'd be too much size. Um, but that's kind of where I'd go for maybe those ten. Maybe Bryce McGowan too can get a look. He got a lot of run in the preseason, so go with those ten and maybe that ten spot kind of up for grabs. JT, James, Bryce, uh, somewhere along those lines. Maybe depending on size, depending on matchups, kind of depending on what. San Antonio rolls out. The thing with this roster, which is a good problem to have, is there's a lot of flexibility. You got guys like a Bryce McGowan's who's a little bit of a taller, lankier guard. He can play that too. If you really, really had to, you can maybe shift him to the three if you wanted to. But the three is a little bit of a log jam right now as it is. I mean, you got Gordon, you got Kelly, of course, 
You have guys that like Jalen McDaniels that can play there. You can even have JT Thor play the three if you really wanted to go you know, gargantuan size in that front quarter out on the wing too. So there's just so many different options here that for me, it's almost like if I'm head coach Steve Clifford, the world is your oyster with this lineup, depending on what you want to do. Do you want to go big? Do you want to go small? Do you want to play fast? Do you want to slow it down and play a half-court game? You have all kind of different options out there on the table. I know 10 is where Cliff wants it to be. This could even go to maybe 11 or 12, really. I mean, they're not going to play 12 guys because Coach Clifford said already it's really hard to get into a rhythm when you're only playing 10, 11, 12 minutes a night, so he wants to cap it at 10. But there's just so many options here tonight for the Hornets that, I mean, they can honestly, I don't want to say pick names out of a hat and roll with that lineup, whatever five names are out there, but it's pretty close to it. Yeah, and there's still, I think, because you don't have LaMelo, there's still going to be a little bit of an experimentation kind of processing period as you go through this thing. I mean, you can do all the practices you want and all the scrimmages and all the preseason games, but until you kind of get to the real thing, you never really know when it gets cranked up to full speed how stuff is going to work too. But I think that's one of the strengths of this Hornets lineup is, like you mentioned, is that versatility. You've got, I think this year more than any other year I can remember in recent history, you've got so many guys that can play multiple positions. I mean, not only just two positions, but you've got guys that can play three positions. Like you mentioned, JT Thor, I think at some point is going to be able to play the three, four, and five. You've got PJ Washington can play the four and the five. Jalen can play three, four. We even saw him at, even at times at center before. You know, you've got Cody Martin that can play the two or three. Gordon that can be a two or a three or a four. You got a lot of guys that can bring the ball up court and ball handle. And, you know, there's really a nice positionless element to this roster, too. So Steve Clifford has a lot of options to utilize in terms of the rotation, how he's going to, you know, match up things and roll with different lineups. So I think that's going to be really exciting to see tonight just how he kind of rolls out there. Obviously, we're hoping LaMelo comes back as soon as possible but I think you know there's a lot of versatility a lot of depth in this lineup I think you know they've got more than enough to kind of you know hold down the fort until he gets back Hornets and Spurs coming up at eight o'clock tonight of course we'll have the call we'll have the action for you on Sports Radio WFNZ Sam Farber providing you with the play-by-play as always and I'll be in the studio for that one as well and of course Sam Perley and I will have you with your recap podcast for tomorrow but we still have one more segment to go here on the Hornets Hivecast it's your game preview that comes your way right after this on the Hornets Hivecast Hornets fans it's time to get some new gear the best selection of new and classic hornets apparel is at the hornets fan shop now with new extended hours stop by spectrum center wednesday through saturday from 11 a.m to 5 p.m to pick up the latest in jerseys jordans and more or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24 7 with just a click of a button at hornetsfanshop.com an easy trip on the light rail you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Our very first game day edition of the regular season here on the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo, Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com with you. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us on this edition of the HHC. A lot of excitement in the air. Everybody getting ready to go for the regular season. Of course, it tips off tonight in San Antonio. Home opener coming up on Friday against the New Orleans Pelicans. Get your tickets at Hornets.com to be part of the fun for that one. Sam, Game day edition, like I mentioned, this is how we do it. We have a player to watch for both the Hornets and the Spurs. We got a stat to watch. 
as the guest of honor, I will let you go first. What direction would you like to go to? Player to watch, stat to watch, which team? I will go player to watch, and I'll start with the Hornets. Easy one, I think Terry Rogier. You know, he's got a lot on his plate tonight with, you know, LaMelo Ball, but he's a guy that's certainly up for the challenge. He's played a lot of point guard in his career. He played a lot of point guard in Boston, came to Charlotte as a point guard, played point guard last year when they kind of staggered him and LaMelo between the first two units. So it's not at all unfamiliar circumstances for him tonight. Finished the preseason as the team's leading scorer, averaged almost 16 points per game, real efficient shooters at 44%. Really good to see because last preseason, I think he was kind of in and out a little bit with some ankle injuries, got off to a slow start in the regular season. So to see him play the whole preseason and to play well in the preseason, I think is a really encouraging sign because the Hornets are definitely going to need him until LaMelo Ball gets back. So my guy to watch for the Hornets tonight is Terry Rozier. I know it's a small sample size because these teams only play twice each season against each other, but in the two games against the Spurs last season, Terry Rozier averaged 22 points on 50% shooting. He was an even 15 for 30 from the floor. He shot 60% from beyond the arc. He was 9 of 15 in those two games. He also averaged 5.5 assists. So point guard Terry is going to have to replicate those numbers tonight for the Hornets to really make sure that this is a game that goes in the win column to start off the season for the Hornets. My player to watch, I'm going to go with Cody Martin. I know we just talked about it, how this rotation is going to be a little bit longer. Bench is going to get a little bit deeper. Cody Martin's kind of been that consistent key for the last couple of seasons now as a six-man off the bench, probably going to be in that same role this year. He set career highs in multiple categories against the Spurs last year on December 15th. That was kind of a weird game, too, because that was when the Hornets were dealing with all the health and safety protocols. Rotations, lineups just did not look what they normally were last season. Cody last year, career high in points at 21 Field goals made. He was 8 of 13 from the field in that game. He also had four three-pointers. He was perfect from beyond the arc. Four for four in that contest. And he also had a season-high eight rebounds in that game. He had a monster game. Of course, Gordon Hayward had a really big game last year against the Spurs as well, where he was able to drop 41 points. I believe that was a season-high for any Hornets player. But at any rate, Cody Martin's going to be my guy to watch. Just because, of course, yeah, he had that recent success last year in those two games against the Spurs. But at the same time, I just think he's going to be that guy that is the sixth man. He's going to have to be consistent. Was a restricted free agent this year. Hornets liked him enough to bring him back, bring him on a second contract. So he's going to be that guy that's going to be looked upon a little bit more this year. So Cody Martin is my player to watch tonight for the Hornets. That leaves us with player to watch for the Spurs and stat to watch. Where would you like to go next, Sam? Well, I'll do my player to watch on the Spurs. Uh, I'm going to go with Devin Vassell. Um, here's a guy, third year in the league, really kind of nice, sizable combo guard, plays the two and the three. How much he and Terry necessarily matched up to be determined, but he's a real force in that backcourt unit from the Spurs. Within the past year, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker all left San Antonio, whether it was for trade, free agency. So the opportunity is there for Vassell to to take a little bit of a step this year. Uh, after they traded Derek White at the deadline last year, his final 24 games in the year were all starts. He averaged 14.5 points. 42% shooter, and was almost 40% from three-point range, too. So he's a guy I think the Hornets really got to keep an eye on. Uh, a lot of young guys on this team. He's in his third year, but Vassell is, you know, crazy enough, kind of one of the older guys on this roster, considering how many young guys they have now, too. So uh, he's going to be my player to watch tonight. For my player to watch, I'm going to look at the battle between the centers, and I'm going to go with Jakob Pertl. He's one of those guys that has been a consistent player on the Spurs team for the last 
four seasons now, and that's something that is a lot to say with the recent construction of the San Antonio roster. Averaged 13 and a half points last year. That was a career best by far. The rebounds were also in an uptick too at about 9.3. So he almost averaged a double-double, which is similar to the numbers that we saw with Mason Plumlee his last year in Detroit. Again, last year, Mason wasn't asked to do a whole lot on the offense. Basically go out there, set screens, grab rebounds, protect the rim. Wasn't looked upon as a scorer, but with a more traditional screen-and-roll offense, we might see those numbers come up a little bit tonight or this season as well. We saw that in the preseason a little bit when Mason Plumlee was able to accomplish, and everybody looked at the free-throw percentage, and of course it was it was definitely down last year from where he was two seasons ago, but at the same time, he also wasn't doing as much as he was asked upon to do on a Detroit roster that just simply was not very good. I think this is kind of a similar situation from Jakob Pertl where he's going to have to kind of shoulder the load a little bit for this young roster. He's going to be that consistent guy. If they get in trouble, he might be getting the ball down on the block a little bit more than he normally does. So Jakob Pearl is my guy to watch tonight for the Spurs. All that said, one category left. That is stat to watch. Sam Pearlie, where would you like to look at? All right, my stat to watch is going to be defensive rebounding. Charlotte finished the preseason. Again, I'll preface this with, I know, a very small sample size, only five games, but defensive rebound percentage of 78.7% in the preseason. That was good for 12th in the NBA. This is a category that has been a big point of emphasis is coming into the season of Steve Clifford. They were 29th in the NBA last season. In the regular season, they were second lowest defensive rebounding percentage, too. So to get up to 12th in the preseason, again, I know it's only a small sample size definitely a good sign at least that there's a big emphasis on that and finish your defensive possessions don't give san antonio any extra opportunities to score um and i think last year too san antonio was the eighth best offensive rebounding team in the league too so they definitely are capable of putting up second chance points getting extra possessions especially from Pirtle in particular too so finish those possessions get the defensive rebounds get out in the break get on transition get that offense going get stops and let it carry over to the other end so i'm looking at defensive rebounding being a big big key stat factor whatever you want to call it tonight i like the lines that you're thinking of but i just want to see consistency and with consistency i want to see better three-point shooting i know it wasn't the greatest in the preseason i know you had a little bit of a mixed bag out there when it came to players out there i know there were some players that struggled like a james book Knight, had a hard time shooting the three terry rozier started to come around towards the end of the preseason kelly Oubre, another guy too of course lamello ball when he played was kind of a mixed bag as well, but I just want to see more consistency from beyond the arc. I know that the Hornets don't need to live and die by the three, but it certainly helps make life a little bit easier in the offensive end. So I just want to see better three-point shooting. That's going to be my stat to watch tonight as the Hornets take on the Spurs. Both teams did not play very well in the preseason. Obviously, when you take a look at records, Hornets were 0-5. Spurs were 1-4. Their only win coming against a Utah Jazz team that a lot of people have a lot of question marks about ended up only being a seven-point win for the Spurs. Their losses against Oklahoma City, against New Orleans, against Orlando, and against Houston. So when you put it all together, Sam, doesn't really seem like a lot on paper for the Spurs team considering who they lost to in the preseason. At least the Hornets play teams like Boston and Philadelphia that are going to be contenders in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think it's all kind of a mixed bag too because you really don't know. I mean, everyone's got different. Every team has different kind of agendas with the preseason. You look at a team like Golden State who played deep into the summer. I'm sure they rested a lot of guys and also had to go overseas to Japan for games too. So it's hard to kind of pay attention when you're kind of focusing on just the Hornets. I mean, we saw even in one of those Boston games they sat Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart and you know how much you know oh guys are playing but how much are they playing and they're only getting a couple you know couple quarters in things like that too so uh, that's what makes it fun we wipe wipe the records clean everybody's O and O 
to start the year. And, uh, you know, I think this is a really you know, good matchup for the Hornets tonight. I think that, you know, you got a Spurs team that I think has a lot of talented players. It's not going to be a tough matchup. They're obviously always very, very competitive, um, even as they kind of make this transition to more of a youth movement than they've had in years past too. So uh, this is a good one to start off with. Hopefully the Hornets can, you know, play well, like you said, knock down some three-pointers. Hopefully, like I said, get some defensive rebounds leading into some more three-pointers and, you know, come out with a win and head into Friday night's game against New Orleans uh, with a little bit of momentum. It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock in San Antonio, Texas, where the Hornets take on the Spurs. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 on flagship sports radio WFNZ. Hornets Radio Network will pick up coverage at 8. And then tomorrow we will have our recap podcast of this one. It will be myself and Sam Perley again. So, Sam, I had so much fun today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. I cannot wait. Hopefully we are talking 24 hours from now. Everyone is tuning in and listening and to hear about a successful Hornets opener with a win with no silver linings edition. So uh, it'll be a fun one tonight. I can't wait. And uh, again, happy opening day, I guess, to everybody out there. Gold stars, not silver linings. That's the motto of the 2022-2023 Hornets Hivecast. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll see you tomorrow once again on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.